Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from To Think Critically, who says... Asked my husband if he still loved me. His answer, you ask some difficult questions. So, as I posted before, I've gone through a lot at home. I have anxiety and my husband doesn't know how to cope with it. Now I believe he simply doesn't want to cope. We visited my doctor together so he could understand a little about the situation. Generalized anxiety disorder and depression. A terrible idea. He criticized me all the time, blamed me for not getting better, and at the end said he didn't believe we could work out anymore. Yes, he said that to my doctor, who was trying to make him understand how GAD and depression are affecting me. At the end, I was crying and he was angry at me and at the doctor. He insisted I took him to a couples therapy without his consent. The next day, I asked him the question I posted. When he couldn't answer if he still loved me, I removed my wedding ring and said we were done. I couldn't be with someone who couldn't answer this simple question. More than a decade together and that's how he answered me. He apologized, cried and said he doesn't love me anymore. My anxiety has destroyed his feelings for me. I'm heartbroken but relieved because I couldn't spend my energy on this relationship when clearly I was the one fighting for it. At least now I know it's over. However, I feel lonely since I will have to fight this mental disorder all by myself. Family lives far away. I must get better for my children and I. I cannot move out right now, nor him. We will have two different bedrooms while sharing the house. We will also talk to a mediator in order to organize the separation while I'm fighting against GAD and depression. I hope it's going to help. We have kids and we don't know yet how to tell them. I feel like I failed this family and I'm afraid I will end up getting worse. Tell me, how did you cope with all of this? If you went through a similar situation in your past, I need some hope. Thanks for reading. And we're going to start with a comment from Dirthead who says, My best advice is to focus on your treatment and also to set goals that will propel you towards your independence. Start with small goals and work your way up. For example, an easy goal to achieve would be decluttering a junk drawer or a small closet. Then you start to tick off some of these low-hanging fruit goals that you'll be able to tackle bigger ones. For bigger goals, break them down into a list of smaller goals. When I bought my home after escaping an abusive ex-husband, I made a list of small goals like save X amount per paycheck, ensure I'm using my credit card for small purchases I can pay off, check my credit, find a realtor I like, etc. When you start to make progress for yourself and your children, you may find some relief from some of your symptoms. Also, I have a feeling your husband may contribute to the worsening of your symptoms, so separating may be a blessing in disguise. OP says, thanks for your advice. I believe you are very right. When we had the couple's therapy, I would leave each session more broken than before. I believe I should take these small steps so I can stand up. 
I'm happy you were able to leave an abusive relationship. I'm sorry you had to go through it. Hidden Forest says, Hard now and I'm not one to sugarcoat things, but you have a new fresh start at life. Learn what makes you happy. Make yourself better than you were yesterday. Learning to love yourself is one of the best things I've ever done. It takes work and lots of inner battles, but it's worth it. Good luck. Blue Factory Flame says, Hi, I'm sorry you're going through this and I wanted to tell you you have not failed anyone. You are going through a hard time and I hope you get better. I'm sorry to hear about your marriage, but I think you're right to say it's better you finally have a sort of closure. I wish you the best for you and your family. Hugs from an internet sister. Canadian Family Doc says, Geez, what is up with all these men who stop loving their female partner as soon as they fall ill? It is a documented phenomenon. It happened to me. Your situation makes me so angry. Your partner seems pathetic and weak in my honest opinion. When you get better, it would all be, Oh, I love you again. I want you back. Opie responds saying, I truly got angry because that's what I felt. Now I'm trying to do my best to give him the benefit of the doubt and remind myself that I'm alone in this. I must fight for myself. And one final comment from Bookish who says, To be fair, anxiety and depression is hard on spouses. They can't help you get better. You have to do that yourself with the help of medical professionals. But often, I speak from personal experience, having clinical depression and anxiety. We are very draining to be around. Just like it's not your fault that you have these conditions, it's not his fault he can no longer cope with them. Not everyone can cope with the trauma that comes with being with someone with these illnesses. My mum has schizophrenia, and I find it near impossible to be around her when she is having an episode, and sometimes for my own mental health, I need to disconnect. So maybe it's not that he doesn't love you, he's totally exhausted by your illness and maybe it's clouded things for him. It's hard for people that don't understand how these things work to support us. So then OP comes in with a first update which says, Hello you all, first of all, thanks for the kind messages and PMs I received. I cannot thank you guys enough. I just want to make an update and also vent a little bit. So after the decision to get separated, things got better at home. I believe that a weight has been removed from our shoulders, so we had almost no arguments. We were being kind to one another and my anxiety got better, as well as my depression. Things were so good that we made the mistake of sleeping together. That gave me lots of hope. Maybe we would find our way back together. After that, we talked. I told him we could not repeat that. I still have feelings for him, so it would hurt me a lot if sex meant nothing to him. We had a mediation session and tears were all over. We agreed he would no longer hug me when I left in the morning. Mediator said that we had to cut those physical connections to avoid repeating the same mistake. Also, he would clear his office, which would become my new bedroom. It was difficult, but we cut off the hugs after a couple of days. He, on the other hand, asked for the day off at work. I thought it would be to clean the office, but no. Later, he has told me he had an internal fight. He didn't want the separation but he believed that it was necessary because we were not happy together. I reminded him he is the one who doesn't love me anymore and that I'm unhappy due to my depression. A couple of days later, we were discussing something and messages kept popping up on my phone. It was a Reddit male friend called X, who has the same name as friend called Zed, I have over here. This same day, I would go to a party where Zed would be attending. My ex got a bit uncomfortable and asked me if Zed and I were flirting. I said no and explained that the messages were from X, who lives in another country. He was clearly jealous and when I returned from the party, my ex tried to have sex with me, which I denied. 
The next day, we talked about that and I asked him about his feelings. I ensured him that I was not interested in other people. Also, that once again, we could not have sex if he didn't love me anymore. I asked him if he was unsure about his feelings, but he said he was just horny, nothing else. I felt so disrespected. He knew about my feelings and tried to have sex with me because he was horny. The next days, I kept sending him photos of the new furniture I would need to buy for my new room. I was asking him for advice regarding the size of them. None of them were good. Too big, too small, too expensive. After that, I reminded him that I needed to clean the office. I told him that sharing a room was making things difficult for me, so I asked him if he was having second thoughts because he was delaying it. Plus, he was having issues with every suggestion I made regarding the furniture. He didn't even think twice before answering, Nah, I'm just being lazy. You were complicating things. He suggested I could clean it myself. I reminded him that this was his job and that we had agreed on that during the mediation. Yeah, this super sincere answer hurt, but now we are back to arguments. Again, he does not accept my emotions and gets angry or rude to me anytime I say something he doesn't like. Sometimes I feel like he deliberately confuses me, so I don't move on. OP then comes in with a second update which says, Just a quick update. We had a mediation session earlier this week. I spoke about the mixed signals he sent me, how they confused me and gave me hope. The mediator said exactly what you guys said. There is no coming back now. You made your decision clear. Ben, my ex, can you see how you make her feel? It is not helpful. He cried and apologized to me. After the session, I had a very depressive episode where I couldn't stop crying. He put me in bed, gave me my medicine and stayed with me until I fell asleep. The same night, he started cleaning the office. Yesterday, he went to the store to get my mattress, so I didn't have to wait for delivery nor do it by myself. He also measured the things I needed and helped me with everything related to the new furniture. I think reality wasn't hitting him so deep down as it was supposed to be. Our next step will be the worst one, to tell the kids what's going on. I already prepared notes to send to their teachers and got a therapist in case they need someone to talk to. Once again, thanks for the kind messages and suggestions. I feel much better now. Update 3 Hello again. My ex said something a time ago regarding a lost friendship and I would like to use this metaphor over here. This separation feels like grieving without a body to grieve on. I have to go through all the mourning phases as if I have lost something. I did not lose my emotional support, my confidant, and who I used to lean on. I'm learning how to walk alone again, and it hurts a lot. However, I am fine. It does not hurt as much as before, and I feel less lost. I denied I got angry, then tried to bargain. I got more depressed and hurt, but finally I arrived at acceptance. Each stage at its own time. I need help to get over each one of them. I'm not ready to date anyone, but having a blast getting to know new people. My ex, on the other hand, is having a hard time. He cried a lot last week, got angry, tried to annul the separation and get back together. He asked me to change my password so he would not give in to the desperation to check my phone. I tried to help him because I am like that. I love him, he is part of my life and my kid's dad. I cannot leave him suffering. So I offered him some help, some support. But also I respected my limits, my boundaries and I didn't betray my process. I didn't let him kiss me but I gave him a hug when he needed. I was able to separate each feeling because I was being his friend, not his wife anymore. And I was able to do that without jeopardizing my progress of acceptance. Now I sleep better. I can concentrate on my job, tell friends about my separation and feel that my anxiety and depression are getting better. I'm helping him as much as I can, but I accept that the separation is necessary at the moment. I accept that we might get back together in the future or not, 
I'm not anxious about it right now. I'm accepting the present and the past and hoping for a better future. And for the first time in months, I told my therapist that in a couple of months, I might be able to reduce the dose of my medication. There is hope. There is light at the end. We just need to accept that everything takes its. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Own time. Update 4. Hello, it's been a while, but so much has happened that I don't even know what to think about it. So I decided to come here and tell you all about it. Please, you can judge me if you feel like it. So, I went to a birthday party with some friends and I met someone, let's call him Nate. He is very nice, has a beautiful smile and is also divorced. His ex told him she didn't love him anymore and asked for a divorce. But there is a problem. He used to be my ex's co-worker. So, during the party, he and I talked a lot, due to so much in common. My friend reminded me we were both single and we were definitely enjoying each other's company. The party was amazing and I was drinking a lot, so I decided I would stay for the night in my friend's house. I was sitting on the floor when Nate came to sit close to me with a gorgeous smile. I felt like a thousand butterflies were in my stomach. We were laughing, talking, and he was sitting very, very close to me. Suddenly, he tried to kiss me, but I said no. I totally freaked out. I invited him outside so we could talk away from people. I said I thought that being with him would be a bad idea due to my ex, Ben, knowing him. When his ex asked for a divorce, he was very sad and told my ex about it. They were not friends, but they could have been. Nate told me he was really into me, complimented my beauty and my smile, and held my hand. We were both drinking a lot, so I gave in and kissed him back, and it was amazing. I was not checking my phone and Ben was trying to reach out to me to check if I was really okay. I usually don't drink to the point I cannot drive or take an Uber, so Ben contacted my friend to ask if I was okay. So my friend texted me to let me know what was going on, since she knew I was with Nate. She told Ben I was with her, sleeping. When I came home in the morning, he started asking me questions, where I was, who I was with. I told him I didn't have to answer him, it was my privacy. So I found out he checked all my social media accounts and messages and read all my private messages with my friend and wrote nasty things to her due to her lie. He also reached Nate and said nasty things to him too. He said they were friends and that Nate had betrayed him. Furthermore, he used a fake account as sexy girl to message a guy he thought I was with. Ben said I acted like a 20 year old girl who had no responsibility nor kids because I came back in the morning. I felt terrible after that. I knew my kids were safe with him, but maybe he is right. He said I need to grow up and not go out drinking again like a young girl. It is not the first time he has told me that. Ben cried all day long. 
asked me to come back to him, to try again, and that he didn't want to lose me. I told him I didn't believe in his love at all, but he swore that he truly loved me and that he was mistaken. I met Nate a couple of days later to apologize for Ben's reactions. Nate told me things I didn't remember at all. Alcohol. According to him, I called myself too old to make out with someone, not attractive due to some white hairs in a mother's body, and that I didn't deserve his compliments. Nate was gentle and kind to me and said how much he wanted to spend time with me again. He made me feel beautiful and attractive again and not too old. Nate will be away for two months now. He texted me a couple of times and we saw each other again before his departure. He said he understands this is all new to me and too soon, but that he would like to take me on a date when he comes back. I, on the other hand, feel like being with him is wrong, very wrong, and sleeping or going on a date is even worse. And that's a kind of frustrating way to end this one. And obviously there's going to be updates in the future as well. And I find it frustrating because obviously she's still in that house for money reasons or whatever, but I think she just needs to get out of there as soon as possible. It seems in some ways his behavior is escalating now, setting up fake names and getting in contact with people that you know, jealousy behavior coming forward. And I really just feel that you're gonna struggle to move on while he's constantly around you and affecting your life and it's not going to be good for your mental health at the same time and i'm certainly not saying you know get out and jump into nate's arms and go run away and be happy ever after because i don't think you should be doing that either i think you should be taking it slow especially with everything that's going on with your mental health at the same time i'm not saying don't meet up with him but i think just taking it slow would be the right way forward here but who am i but now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What advice would you give to OP in this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Staying to Study, who says, Am I the asshole telling my niece she can leave after she went against the rules in my home, which she was staying in rent free? Throw away ages, I'm 30. My husband is 34 and Amy is 22. Our niece, Amy, my husband's half-brother's daughter, stayed at our home recently for almost two weeks. Amy had exam season at college. Her college is a bit of a drive from where she lives and she'd be losing a lot of studying time going back and forth. So she asked if she could stay with us as we were nearby. She didn't pay any type of rent but did reimburse the increase in utilities. She offered to pay for utilities, by the way. We didn't ask her to. We agreed because this was for an educational purpose and I made it very clear to her she couldn't be using this time for socializing, mingling with friends and so on. Amy agreed to everything. Last week I came home from work and saw Amy's husband in the kitchen. He'd come with a report she left at home. I asked her what was going on. She said she made him a coffee since he made the trip and he's only here for 30 minutes. I reminded Amy we allowed her to stay here to make her studies easier, not so she can be bringing men over. I've also discussed this with her beforehand and she agreed, but now she's going against it. Amy started acting snarky, so I replied she needs to respect other people's houses and rules, otherwise she can leave. She got upset and was quiet for the rest of the time, but she did end up leaving a few days early. My husband said Amy should have respected the rules, but I was too harsh on her. I did text her later, but she didn't reply and she didn't pick up my husband's calls either. He did talk to his half-brother and they were pissed off, but I also told a couple of my family members about it and they think I'm fine. Am I the asshole? I feel like I've completely missed something in this. A 
22-year-old married adult. Her husband comes over to drop off a report she left at home. Stood there having a coffee and you put it down, you know, she's bringing men around. What kind of house is this? And even without that, the, the line where it said we agreed because this was for an educational purpose, you know, fair play for allowing her to come around and stay with you, but you made it very clear that she couldn't be using this time for socializing, mingling with friends and so on. She's 22 and married. Yes, you're doing her a favor by letting her stay with you, but making up rules that she can't socialize or go and talk to a friend. What a way to live. Holy moly. But let's check out some of them comments to see what they say. And we'll start off with Forward Squirrel 8879 who says, You're the asshole. Her husband coming in for a cup of coffee when he dropped off school papers she needed is not her bringing men over. Sure, your house, your rules, but your reaction to this was completely over the top, as was expecting her to pay for the increase in utilities during her two weeks' stay. Miss Lowe says, You're the asshole. Her husband isn't bringing men over. He was doing her a favor and she offered him a cup of coffee. What on earth is wrong with you? To top it off, you charge a family member for utilities for a short stay. Diminishing patient says you're the arsehole. I must admit, I had to read this twice. How'd you go from her husband having a coffee after dropping something off to bringing men over without running the risk of sounding foolish? Jamil Red says, just to clarify, your married niece stayed with you for two weeks, paid some amount for utility increase, and you got upset when her husband stopped over. I get that it's your house, your rules, but that is harsh. How dare he have some coffee with his wife for 30 minutes in two weeks? You're the arsehole on this one. Mill says your relative, a college student, is staying with you for less than a month. This is a short enough time it's reasonable for somebody to couch surf without issue. In spite of this, you're still charging her for utilities. Then despite the fact she's paying to couch surf, you try to impose a rule that she cannot socialize, period, at all, for two weeks. That's an insane overreach, even for somebody staying for free. When she broke this rule by talking to her husband for half an hour, without any threat to your property, you threatened to kick her out. You're the arsehole, you're the arsehole, you're the arsehole. And this one still left me confused. I'm, I'm kind of wondering what the actual rules were around all this. I know OP said some of them, but what if niece went to phone her husband? What if niece just wanted to pop out to the shops and met someone for coffee. You're not allowed to do that for two weeks. All you're allowed to do is sit there and study 24-7. And if you don't, you get kicked out. Holy moly moly. Did I just do a double moly moly? <laughs> anyway, what do you guys make of this story? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today, getting involved in the stories on the daily. You are absolutely incredible. Thank you so, so much. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card.
Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com